Hello and welcome to the Of Muggles and Mudbloods podcast. My name is Tavi Whitman and I'm here with... Nancy Polowski, what is up? The house speaker with an extra (laughs) K in the name, okay. Um, I don't know. It was the first, I I panicked and I couldn't remember. So I just chose a random name in my brain. Sorry, you guys. It's me, Mona. Okay. Just and because we're all following you know. US politics obsessively because we are scared of Trump, that's the first thing that you think of. Great. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So we are doing a recap, then we're doing a blessing, and then, of course, we are going to go into some different subjects where we want to discuss. Um, so that's, we're going to talk about contraband, the wand lore, and what was the third thing we we're talking about today? Hagrid TV show. Hagrid TV show. Hell um, yeah. The greatest Harry Potter content we do not have at the moment. Mm-hmm. So Maybe one day he'll be inspired to make a TV show just for us. We inspired him. That would be the best thing ever. Yeah. So without further ado, Mona, are you ready? Uh, yes. And don't forget, it's a one minute recap. I'm taking it nice and easy. Yep. Three, two, one, go. Basically, they were caught and they were freaking out. Neville was almost exposed what they did, making McGonagall even more furious. All of them received detentions and 50 points each taken off, making Harry the most hated student on campus. Mm -hmm. They all received a letter from McGonagall saying they have detention that day with Filch. Turns out they were supposed to go to the Forbidden Forest with Hagrid, and Malfoy is terrified to death, as usual. There's unicorn blood all, all around, and everyone splits up to find it, to find it's revealing. Ronan, who's half human, half horse, and oddly mysterious, the unicorn was found dead, and there was something drinking its blood, and Harry's scar was hurting him pretty bad. Harry writes arrives the centaur back to safety while telling him some important stuff related to Voldemort and they all go back to Hogwarts wondering what really happened and why. I fucked up so many times. That's oh right. nice. So one thing that stands out for me that I want to mention here that I think that we we should really get into actually is the the centaurs um and their mm-hmm. whole the Mars is bright tonight. Or not the Mars, Mars. It's it's just Mars. It's not the Mars. Um, <laughs> is there even a difference? Grammatically, there's a bit of an issue for me there, apparently. Um, okay. But, so, there's, there's this prophecy that the centaurs are talking about, right? That mm-hmm. Ronan and, I guess, Bane was his name, which makes me think of the guy from Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, and of course, friends. But they are being told not to get involved with Harry Potter in the Dark Forest because of a prophecy. And what that really makes me think is that the centaurs know the prophecy of the Dark Lord killing Harry Potter in the Forbidden Forest. Mm-hmm. That is a prophecy that they have heard. They're not telling anyone, but that is their prophecy. Okay, how do it, how do they know that prophecy? Like, where did it come from? From Mars, maybe. They read the Jesus stars, they read the skies. Um, they're way better at it, bad at it than Trelawney. But like, that's a thing. Like, they could be reading this and seeing that Harry Potter will be 
quote unquote, killed by Lord Voldemort in the Forbidden Forest. And, and I'm assuming that actually happens. In that one of the is books. what happens in the end of the, the seventh book. Harry goes in to the Forbidden Forest yeah. and sacrifice himself to appease Voldemort because he knows he's a, well, he believes, well, he doesn't know, but he's, because he's a Horcrux and that whole thing, right? Uh-huh. Which means the centaurs are right in their prophecy, but they're oh, wrong on the timeline. Uh-huh. So you could argue that the centaurs are acting on the prophecy. They're acting on the prophecy that Voldemort will kill Harry. And, you know, vindication! Right. I, I don't remember the last book or the last movie, so excuse yeah. me, guys. So you should go watch that, but like, if <laughs> people have any thoughts or like, the, like think, thoughts about this theory, or if, if you've read it, I don't know if this is a thing yet. Like, I, I don't know if this is a theory that, that's been discussed, but I think it holds water. Mm-hmm. So, okay, basically, if the centaurs spoke to Harry and the others and revealed the prophecy, it would change. That's why Bane and the other dude weren't happy with the centaur interacting with Harry. Is that why? Yeah, he's, he's basically getting in the way of the prophecy, and you're not mm-hmm. supposed to. But, you know, I guess fate will have its due. It will get him eventually, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe the prophecy would have been fulfilled this night if Ferenz hadn't gotten involved, but he does, and the prophecy gets re- gets fulfilled later on. So that's a, that's a, I think that's something that's really interesting to to, to discuss. So yeah. I'm gonna have to take this up in like the Azkaban Escapes Ravenclaw group chat that you're not a part <laughs> of because you're not Ravenclaw because you know you're a Slytherin. <laughs> Hilarious! I'm Slytherin. I'm amazing. Slytherins are the top. Hence why Slytherin is, like, number one so far, because the idiots lost over 150 points, making them, the, in, they're in the fourth place. I cannot speak today. Yeah, that's, oh, my that's, God. That's an issue for me as well. The, the like, the massive pl- point inflation over, like, one book. Economics, nerd alert. Like, I'm sorry. You defeat a mountain troll and you get like how many points was it five each i think it was 10 10 who cares they lost 50 for sneaking out yeah well it was a big deal and it was mcgonagall so she tries to teach them a lesson in a really not in a really lovely way so yeah that results in them being uh group shamed by all their peers (laughs) oh yeah which is also like a really cruel and like not a great way of like disciplining students. Like poor behavior means that you're not punished once, you are punished continuously over time because your fellow students are angry at you. So it's, yeah, but you kind of have the same thing in like muggle schools as well. You just, a student does something, gets caught, you know, yelled at by a teacher, and then everybody makes fun of him. Them. They're not holding a long-term grudge. So that's a really issue. Like that's a, I, have, I have an issue with this way of like disciplining students. It's not effective and it's not, it's not justifiable. Like, I think it's a really, really bad system. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, the House Cup is fun, but, you know, you shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be going after that. Um, so... 
one thing we we're going to discuss today is uh, Neville Longbottom. Oh. And the idea that we find out later on in the books that he is using his father's old wand. Mm-hmm. A wand he did not earn. It's his father's. He, you could argue that he did earn it because it it, 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 it's passed down from his father. It's of sentimental value, but mm-hmm. the wand chooses the wizard. Yeah, that's true. Does that, that wand? Yes. Does that explain why why he's shitty at using his wand? Because it's not his. That is the argument. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. It's because Harry sucks at using um, the wands he did not earn. The one like Hermione's, for example, he doesn't feel that he's doing well with magic there because it's not his wand. Mm. It doesn't feel the need to listen or help him. And if this is the case with Neville, when he gets a new wand, when he gets his own wand, the one that chooses him, his ability to to actually produce magic is much, much better. Um, so that's, I think that's fairly interesting, actually. Um, yeah. But I have to bless somebody. Yeah. Oh, no. How dare you? And I don't... Mm, this is a hard, tough question. Who do I want to bless today? I am gonna bless... Rubius Hagrid, Keeper of Keys and Grounds at Hogwarts. Um, and Hagrid deserves another blessing. Like, I really feel that Hagrid is, like, given one of the hardest jobs ever, and I think that he is comp- he's so unfairly punished for, like things that he did, he did. I think that, like, the fact that you have, for expulsion from Hogwarts, you have your wand taken from you, mm-hmm. that's completely disproportionate. That's, that's, that's an absolutely horrible way to be punished, especially if you have magical abilities. Like, imagine living in a world where everyone around can, can do magic, and you can't um that's horrible and for Hagrid to maintain such a positive and jovial spirit like after all these years after half a century Hagrid is is in his 70s -hmm. in the Harry Potter books is really impressive like I I could not imagine being in his situation and not being an extremely resentful person towards everyone that has magic. And also the fact that he went into the Forbidden Forest with literally Harry, Hermione, and Neville with Malfoy. Yeah, and a crossbow. Exactly. Like that, That's a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, so that, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a really bad... Like, you should... If you're going to go into the forest, don't bring four first years and a, a crossbow and a dog. Um, if it's supposed to be dangerous... Too dangerous to allow students in. Don't send a bunch. Like, that's not a good idea. Like, Hagrid can fight. He's a half giant, but still a really bad idea. I mean, like, shit could have gone south if the centaurs weren't there to help the kids out. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's a massive issue. So, yeah. Um, the other thing we were going to talk about is the 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 Norbert issue of the last chapter um, and the fact that like Charlie and his friends just go and get a dragon. 
like yeah. they break into Hogwarts, they like sneak in, grab a dragon at, in the middle of the night from a tower and fly We're off. We're so like, casually. Like this <laughs> is illegal international smuggling. And they're like, sure, my 11 year old brother is doing this. So of course I'll help. Yeah, just like, it makes sense. I mean, why, why the hell not? That's, yeah, that's a great idea. That's- it runs in the Weasleys. Like they, they, they like to do illegal stuff or get away with things. It's the Weasleys. It runs yeah, in their rash blood. decisions are a exactly. Weasley. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Just like, I, yeah, I can do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> yes. No, no international <laughs> dragon smuggling, Charlie. How how else would I would they have done it? I don't know. Flu network. Was it dragon? Hey, you know, apparently, um, maybe this is not something that, that JK has invented yet. But like, if if like Sirius Black can use the flu network to get into Hogwarts common room, um, why doesn't Ron just say we will literally take the the dragon that has been lying in the fire in Hagrid's hut? <laughs> I will grab him, get a handful of flu powder, whip off to the, the burrow, leave him, and come back. And it's like two minutes, and nobody will be the wiser because it's the flu network. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I think they were, like, too freaked out about the whole situation. They wouldn't be able to think rationally. So instead of, like, oh, yeah. yeah, instead of using the flu powder, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just let my brother know who is in the room any or someone else to come and get it. On a fucking rooftop in a tower. Makes sense. Because, yeah, so I guess the explanation for this issue is children and logic. (laughs) Yeah. Don't always go together very well. I mean, not just children, adults as well. Come on. Yeah. Uh, New merch, I guess. Children (laughs) does not equal not not his. Yeah. Um, That would be amazing. Um, not exactly a strong suit for 11 year olds. It's, 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 this is not something you should be doing as an 11 year old thing. International dragon smuggling is an issue. Yeah, the whole Hogwarts thing shouldn't be done by kids. I mean, like the drama and everything, school, sure, but oh, yeah, everything yeah. else. The, philosopher, the philosopher's stone, you know, Voldemort, Harry, no. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, an, it's an issue, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be basically this show's catchphrase, I think, <laughs> by now. Um, because, oh my god, there are so many issues. Mm-hmm. Countless, especially when it comes to, you know, politics and, and economics from your side. It's like there yeah. are so many things. Yeah. Um, Okay, moving on, uh, we have one last thing we want to discuss today, and that is the suggestion about a, uh, about a Rubius Hagrid TV show. Fuck yeah. If, and I hope people that are listening right now have heard of Steve Irvin. He it was an Australian um, naturalist zoologist that did a, that had an amazing show where he he interacted with lots of, lots of wild animals that eventually did get him killed when he got stung by a, it was a stingray um, while scuba diving. Oh, yikes. 
yeah, not a great situation. Um, <laughs> but during this time, like he had this extremely like friendly interaction with the camera and that kind of stuff. But like you know, these animals, and I would give basically anything to not like I, like Fantastic Beasts is okay. First one's good. The other one we can rant mm-hmm. about some other time. Yeah. To have like a Hagrid interacting with magical creatures TV show. That would be amazing, honestly. Like, like educational TV. Yeah. <laughs> like Hagrid's it's... like, and today we are dealing with Cornish Pixies. The or like a Niffler episode, which is like it's it's comedy. Like it'll be like the greatest <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like if, if somebody tweets him or like a bunch of us would tweet the actor, maybe he'll he'll be up for it. He he can do like a a a weekly YouTube video or on TikTok even just I think he's a bit too old for that character now though. He's actually is I think he's in his sixties or seventies now. Um oh, but they'd have to like they could recast a new guy to play Hagrid and then they can Oh no, that. no 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 that that's the that's the issue like redoing Harry Potter is basically impossible because like yeah all these like recasting Harry Potter movie things where like they're casting twenty five year olds you can't do that Mm-mm. like he nobody can be recasted as Hagrid nobody can replace Hagrid honestly nobody can replace anyone like, yeah exactly it, except for Dumbledore because Dumbledore died um mm-hmm. god damn it um. Poor Richard Harris, but also Michael Gammon did did do a good job, and I can't see Richard Harris having the stamina to act in, for mm. example, these six, fifth, sixth, and seventh books. So yeah. there is a case to be made there. Um, e- either way, the the only way you could redo Harry Potter, okay? Mm-hmm is through an Avatar The Last Airbender-esque animation. Like, it would kind of be animated, cartoony kind of Harry Potter style? Yeah. Because then you can really do, like, the descriptions of the characters justice, right? Yeah. You could actually have Hagrid the size he was described in the books. And their Twice. ages as well. Exactly. Um, and you could have voice actors which would be a bit more accurate and you could like really get into the magic um, in a different mm. kind of way. And really, but that would be weird. But then, of, of course, you wouldn't have to have any kind of like interference with the original actors like Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and Rupert Grint. Mm. There is a case to be made here. I think. Yeah, but I'm not really sold on it. I'm just, yeah. eh. There is a case to be made. Okay, if you say so. Jeez Louise. And honestly, they're going to remake it anyway. Um, Wait, seriously? Do it. No. Like, it's, it's nothing's like, confirmed, but like, they're going to spend a few year, more years making the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series. They're mm-hmm. going to make something else because it's a cash cow. I had a, I had a couple of questions on the chapter because you know yeah. as usual I it's as if I'm reading it blindly. Um, who who returns Harry's cloak back? It's Dumbledore, obviously. 
Dumbledore is, knows everything. And, yeah. Yeah, but if, if Dumbledore knows what they did, like, they should be expelled or, like, gone through harsher shit. Yeah, Dumbledore isn't exactly consistent when it comes to punishments. Yeah. So just, you know, I, returns I, it back ever so casually, just in yeah. case you need it, kind of. Uh, what? I think Dumbledore is honestly, like, smoking some grass and having a good time <laughs> up in the headmaster <laughs> common room or whatever drugs. Um, oh, my God. Im- whatever drugs. Um, Imagine, or- like, Dumbledore and McGonagall just, like... Up, up in a tower, like sitting, casually smoking, getting high. That would be amazing. Yeah, basically whatever kind of drugs that the Wizarding World uses. Um, and I don't know which one those would be. Anyway, uh, your your other question. Uh, the other question: Who was um, Felch or yeah, Felch talking to in that room? One hundred. Quirrell. Yeah, Quirrell. Yeah. Um, Voldemort on the back of his head, right? Like he's got Voldemort there. He's adjusting his turban. Right. It's, it's gonna be. It's Did gonna I, be cool. Oh, oh, sorry. That's um, what I thought. Voldemort. That's what I thought about during reading. Okay, never mind. Never mind. That, that was yeah. No, it's um. I, I love the 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 enchantment that the Weasley twins do earlier in the book, where they have the um the snowballs bouncing off his head. Oh that's, yeah, that's amazing. That's one of the better, like, better comments. I think those <laughs> little bits of sass that J.K. Rowling has into this in mm-hmm. the in the um in the books are the best thing ever. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's the end of this episode. I guess, right? Uh, yeah. Unless you've got something else to say. No, and this can we we can just announce that uh, yesterday, J.K. Rowling um, returned the Ripple of Hope award from the Robert Kennedy Foundation because the Kennedys are not exactly positive towards JK's transphobia. So right. even more people that are engaging in the let's shame JK Rowling uh, for being a <laughs> turf movement, which we are very gladly a part of. So yay for that. Yay. Anyway, my name is as usual Tad Wickman and I'm here with I forgot my name. I'm just small enough by now. <laughs> you were Nancy Pelowski, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We'll be back again for, for another two chapters of the Harry Potter and the Foster Stone book. And we'll be ending off with a season finale about all of the Harry Potter spells and we'll be ranking them. So yes. do tune in for that. Share this with a friend of yours if you like the podcast. Please leave a comment. Uh, let us know what you think. It helps us get more fans. And of course, we want to engage with you guys because you guys rock. Um, and it helped me come up with creative names for every single episode instead of just my name because it's boring. <laughs> sure. Anyway, have a great weekend and we'll see you all next time. Bye.